Tina? Can we get the new kid in here? Uh, hello. Hi. <laughs> sorry, sorry hey, to son. sorry to take up your time, Mister Carton. I just um, I I have a few ideas for for a show, and I heard that you uh, might be able to turn one of them into it. Oh well, that's why we brought you on as a consultant. What? Take a seat. Uh, oh, thank you. Call, call, collect your thoughts, and and we'll go at this methodically. Okay. Okay. Um. So here, here's my first idea. Okay, so there, there, there's two people, and they're ferrets, okay? And, and one of them is, is really straight-laced and serious, and the other one's kooky crazy. And then they, they have these sort of uh, misadventures. Hmm. Misadventures. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate the outreach to ferret kind. Uh, misadventures are, are sort of dime a dozen these days. What else do you got? Oh, okay. Okay. No, I, I have a bunch of ideas. Um, Great. Okay, so there's, there's these two people. Uh, they're siblings. And one of them is normal, pretty average guy, and and then his sister is super wacky, off the walls, crazy, getting into these into these schemes and uh, uh, shenanigans. Let's say mm, you're talking about the ferrets. No, no, no. These are these are brother and sister. They're humans. Well, uh-huh. they they look humanish. Uh, okay. Oh, I, I can tell you're not sold. Let let me let me throw you another one. All right, give give me another one. All right, so so there's two people. One's an alien, and he's really smart, right? He's like from from space or whatever. And the hey, other do guy's... you mind if I guess the end of this this uh, uh this, this show that you're about to pitch? Oh, okay. The other one is really kooky and off the walls, and and plays a comedic foil to the first one. Yes. Yeah, he's a caveman, and he's not mm-hmm. that smart. And the comedy comes from the you know the misunderstandings between them. Yes, yes, and the, it's the odd couple. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, you come very highly recommended, but I'm, I'm wondering if perhaps that uh, you're just oh. recycling the same idea with with a different imagery oh, okay. every time. Well, well okay, uh. here's here's a completely fresh idea. All right, all right, hit me with there, it. There's two. We got to wrap this up soon, though. There's let's, t- let's make this your last one. Uh, I, got a lunch I, I have just two more. Soon. There's two groups of people, and one's normal. Right and and kind of popular, and the other one, the other group is a bunch of weirdos. Listen, Dylan, <laughs> I know that uh, you're perhaps a big shot in the in the, the animation firm where you come from, but here at at uh, here at Carton Cast Studios, we only we only showcase the very premium things, you know. We, we, we I, I don't completely just, understand. We I, we don't just dip a ladle into a bag of cartoons and and throw them all on the page. No. We get a solid idea and run it through to its conclusion. Okay, okay. Just give me one more chance. Just one Sorry, more I'll chance. I'll give you give you one more shot. Okay. There's four people. They're superheroes. I do not like the way this is starting. They're superheroes. Two of them are fairly straightforward about being superheroes, and the other two are silly and dumb. Yeah, I feel I feel like you're just multiplying the <laughs> idea that you had before by by a factor of two. Do you have any gimmick to sell it? How about they're all super lumpy and gross, but in different ways? Oh, like superheroes? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I like that. I didn't like that Jimmy kid coming in earlier. He looked like he was melting. What if we hit them with hammers? All right, it's a good start. What else you got? Um, and run over them with cars? I love it. I can <laughs> I can see why you're so highly recommended. That's oh. such a good idea. We should give it its own spin-off show. Speak up the masses. Assume the crash position. Hold on tight. Take a deep breath for a new kind of cartoon show.
Cartoons and Comics Collide. Now to take you inside and turn the pages, here are your hosts, Henry and June. Get get Parker on the case. <laughs> and get me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> Parker! <laughs> I, I kind of like that one, actually. I like them both. You can figure out which one you want. <laughs> I tell you what, let's just put both of them in there. <laughs> Start the show with one of them, and then throw the other one in halfway through. <laughs> Why? Uh, that, that I, I thought you were going to go pitch- into them being action uh, action figures. The what? I thought you were going to go into them being oh, action figures. I, I, was, I was just kind of talking about all of, like, combining them all together. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know, they... Well, what if we made them into action figures? The product placement practically sells itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that that sort of pitch meeting I feel is how Angry Beavers got through. Like it's <laughs> like we've uh, seen this so many times. I don't, I don't know if you were. I I've constantly was hearing the Angry Beavers theme in my head whenever I saw Sniz and Fondue. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same show. It's just worse. <laughs> and and I hate to you know sell the goose this early in the fairy tale. But yeah, why would you want to sell the goose that early? <laughs> why would you do what if you that? Need to tr- what if you need to trade it to the young upstart prince who was disowned by his own royal family? That's what cows are for. You sell um, your cow first, then your goose. Um, yeah, but I yeah, I, I think that's sort of the... Um, that's the. I think that's a conceit we're going to have about the show. But you seem like you had other ideas as well, so uh, we, we, we should get into it. Yeah, let's, let's start. Uh, so, uh, hello, Dateline, everybody. the internet. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Ben, and I'm Zane, and this is the Carton Cast with the power to melt. Tape fifty nine um, eggs. Day thirteen eggs. Day seventeen <laughs> rotten eggs. <laughs> um, yes, this is the Carton Cast where we watch old cartoons, see what we think of them as adults, and today we are watching Kablam! Kablast. <laughs> Can I just uh, say, I love the way that to, like, go from commercial break, it just has their logo explode and somebody's screaming, kablam. Ah, pay attention again. <laughs> and, then, and then before Stop leaving, Stop ignoring it's like, us for Zales. <laughs> and even when it goes to commercial, it's like, stay put. Do not move. Don't dare. Keep your hiner in the recliner. Your derriere in your chariere. It's <laughs> so good. It, it's 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 very clever. Uh, they are they are definitely you know niche marketing, but uh, their niche is kids who like butts. You know who think butts are funny. So <laughs> Ben, butts are funny. It's, it's a home run every time. Hey, Kablamoids, yeah. let's let's bring it down a minute. Kablamoids. Oh, Zane, it's dumb. It's super quiet, dumb. quiet, Benroid. Um, yeah. Yep. So Kablam, and this show is gonna work. We're going to talk about it a little differently than other shows because it's not like a show where you can discuss the plot and the characters and all that. It's it's like we're going to have it's, it's to explain a sketch comedy each one show briefly. Yeah, in yeah. the guys in in a cartoon format. Yeah, and it it ran on Nickelodeon from 1996 to 2000 for four seasons, mm-hmm. and it was a spinoff of the live action sketch show All That, where sometimes they would like the actors were tired and they would just watch these shorts and then it became its own show. And it actually had um, two spinoff features of its own, um, Action League Now, which had a brief independent run, and uh, Angela Anaconda, which I believe was a little more successful. I- I've never heard of either one of those shows independently. Angela um, Anaconda was actually okay because they upgraded the animation so that it didn't look like my nightmares. 
Yeah, a lot of this reminded me very strongly of uh, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> of my nightmares. Um, <laughs> in that it made me kind of want to throw up. But uh, this, this show is really, like, the conceit behind it is very interesting. Mm-hmm. There are parts where I think it succeeded. Um, and it so, so much of it, this is something that shows would do regularly, that, that networks would do regularly, is they'd showcase a bunch of shows to kind of figure out what people wanted to see. This this felt like just their extra stuff that they didn't want to get rid of, but they clearly weren't trying it, that hard. It really does. And there's even, like, one-offs that maybe they were just trying and they throw them in. But it it's an interesting idea to have a an animated sketch show, and that's that's unique. But each of the shows within it are so formulaic, it's, you know, it could be done better, I think. I, I think that it could be done better. I think you're being a little bit uh, ungenerous, though. There is a commonality in a lot of sketch comedy shows for people who don't... Like, if you're crafting a cartoon where you have to get the joke <sighs> across in, like, a minute, mm-hmm. then you cannot... The point can't, can't build, be that complex. You can't build, like, subversive humor in the same... Like, character-driven humor in the same way that you could for something more... Um, a little bit more steeped in its own um, in its own narrative, you know? I suppose that's so. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't really have a cogent example to, to judge that against, but like you said, like, a few of these shows look very, very similar to each other and, in fact, are very similar to other shows that we've already looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a couple other shows within it that are really inventive and really use the artifice format to its advantage. Yeah, definitely. Because the idea behind the show, um, <laughs> and they say so every time, is that it's the show where cartoons and comics collide. Right. So the the sort of band leaders for the sketch show, the the glue that binds it together are these two characters, Henry and June, who are MCs, and they're in a comic book. They do comic book things in between introducing these shows each of which sort of has its own animation style yeah and and i think the uh the nice thing about the fact that the shows are within a comic book is that it means that you don't have to treat them with any sort of verisimilitude like yeah they're they're only their stories are only so important as they are features in a comic book like Mm -hmm. you know you read Thor to the end of the on the book, and then there's like three pages of jungle adventures or whatever. Like that's what that's what these cartoons are. They're the end of the comic that you actually care about, and did it's you, just like whatever you can fit at the back of a comic book. That's did you, what. Did you actually like read some of those older comic books and the sort of um, different comic book insert inside of it? Like it's advertising something, but it would be right in the middle, and so. Like, you're turning the page, and it goes from, you know, sci-fi future action to, you know, Conan the Barbarian type thing, you know, Wizards and Warlocks. Uh, Honestly, I'm always, like, I'm aware that those existed, but most of my familiarity with, like, cartoon intermediary, like, intermission, or comic book intermissions Mm -hmm. is, like, buying x-ray goggles or, like, (laughs) sending in for a beanie cap, you know? And they they have a bit of that, too. You know, they have, um... Not really advertisements, but at, at the ending of the shows, they ha- they turn over the page of the comic book and they have one of those old timey yeah. ads on the back. Yeah, and it's like a not quite a joke. That is actually the title of 
the episode. Right. So it's like, melts in your mouth, not in your hands. And it's like some absurd like caricature of somebody who's like melting while <laughs> dancing on someone's tongue. And it's like, that'll be the title for the show. And you're like, where precisely is the joke in this? <laughs> and why am I laughing? Yeah. Um, um, this but- this show was largely developed by Will McRobb and Chris Viscardi. Uh, they had worked on the adventures of Pete and Pete, and then they went on to produce Bravest Warriors. I don't know if you remember Bravest Warriors. I, I wasn't into it, really. Um, I, I, heard, I saw that a lot of people were. It, it looked pretty... It, it didn't have the charisma of Adventure Time, so I, I, I kind of looked over it. Yeah, I'm just... I was floored because I literally hadn't thought about Bravest Warriors since we saw it. Um, oh, at Bruce's house? Yeah, Bruce's house years ago. And then yeah, I had been oh, drinking. Wow. There are some. I, I don't remember almost any of it. <laughs> this is as though Kablam mixed with Adventure Time. That's uh, kind of bizarre. W- weirdly, yeah. Um, so um, I- I'm not quite sure how to how to start talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any suggestions on that? So I guess we can just do our normal, you know, spiel rundown, but for each show individually. I don't think that's I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um so I I wanted to like put a uh put like a, a couple of things to watch out for as we go down the I think what we want to do is like kind of state our ideas behind the ways in which this was good and the ways in which it was not good and then go down each show and like point it out like there it is. That's the thing I was uh, talking about. Yeah. Um so as I said, this is a sketch comedy show, and um, that requires it to have a really, really fast pace and showcase a lot of different styles of animation. So I found that in this show, the kinds of humor that really sold were the ones that had a weird animation and mm-hmm. quick quick jokes, you know? Like, right, Take, taking like advantage of the, what it is. Like cheap humor a lot of the time, but a but humor that could be shown in a comic strip panel format. Like, four-panel jokes really shine in this format. And then the ones that you could conceivably adapt to an 11-minute short are are a little bit flat, I think. So that that's sort of overviews a bit vague. Can you get into, like, a specific example? I think well, we're sure. gonna. I think we're gonna have to zoom in and out a couple times this episode. That's that's probably true. The 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 main two I'm thinking about right now are Prometheus and Bob, mm. um, which is just comic strips. It like really is five of them back to back, like a joke each time, and they all build on each other. Yeah. Um, and the 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 weirdness of the animation and the fact and all the goofy sound effects, um, I, I think really really help bolster that kind of humor. Whereas Sinis and Fondue is like, that's just Angry Beavers, but you just cut it into a two-minute thing instead of an 11-minute thing. And I right. don't like it very much. It, it, well, that one in particular really is like a shorter, snappier Angry Beavers, right down to like the way that they mispronounce things. Yeah, um, they're pretty spooty. And, in, in, uh, in, but yeah, the, the ones that push the boundaries of animation or introduce animation that you know kids wouldn't necessarily be familiar with and use it so... You know, the claymation, that looks weird if you've never seen it before, clearly. But it looks amazing. It, like it, it flo- It's some of the best flowing claymation I've ever seen. Like, they're super detailed. But combine that with the fact that they don't speak words. Um, like, you can't understand what they're saying. Really, neither of them are, like, human, per se. Um, 
it has this whole otherworldly feel. It I, I found it to be one of the most engaging shorts. I, I think that might be my second favorite short, actually. Um I was very I was very enraptured by what was happening every single time. And um yeah, it, it just it's an example of the form of making the format work for it. Yeah. And um this show is definitely Which is not best. a thing that's like for example, Sniz and Fondue could really do. This show is definitely best when it's doing something other shows don't do. Yeah, good 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 point. And uh it does I'm... the things that other shows do, I think, passably well. I mean it does, it does feel need, like it padding. does need to fill time. It does need to fill time and it is it is padding. I don't like, know this is you, why Action League now has two segments. I don't. I don't know if you saw any of the like one-off things or like a music video. It it's a risk when they try things that aren't really well established. So I think they like they were hesitant to give up features that were kind of uh, generic because they couldn't yeah, really fill it. And true. They couldn't fill it in with anything else unless they had something that you know was also really good. And I mean, a Prometheus and Bob. Like that's not sustainable for ten minutes. No, you know? not at all. And and we're gonna see that like none of these shows, with the, a couple of exceptions, uh, are really sustainable for ten minutes. And those exceptions are the ones that work worse in in this sketch comedy format. Yes. Like this is just kind of. I, I think we've had like a conception of how long a show needs to be in relation <laughs> to how how its plot line works out. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of taking it to its logical extreme and allowing us to fill in those borders a little bit more precisely. Right, right. So um, let's get into it. I yeah, think. let's talk about the different sketches. Uh, like you said... Well, we can talk about Henry and June if you yeah, want to. Yeah, Because there's a bit to say there. Yeah, so Henry and June. Henry's sort of this uh, straight-laced character who's very straightforward. And then June's sort of crazy. And there's this odd couple thing. <laughs> Quit <laughs> in, <insane. laughs> in the way that every one of them is. No, no it, 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 that, it's not as bad. No, like, um, that so, does happen, but it's it's not as bad as like many shows which have like two leads and one of them's female and the the male one is the goofy dumb one. Mm-hmm. Like that happens all the time. That's Nicktoon Mom and Nicktoon Dad all over, right? <laughs> These are a little bit. This is like a little bit more gender equality <laughs> about it. Yeah, I think. Um, and they they short they sort of show off the comic book medium and develop this plot line that's interspersed throughout. Um, so they might be having like a fake telethon or an award ceremony or you know something very self-referential. So something very artifice, right? Like it 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 really is uh, attempting to hit you over the head with the fact that these are that they're putting on a play for you. Yeah, they never forget the fact that there's an audience. Yeah, um, and it's actually really arti- well articulated by these guys. Like, I don't like them personally much, but I think it works oh, no. better than if you had no oh, framing device. <laughs> look at them. They, they look pretty not good. <laughs> um, but, but like, imagine this show without any framing device at all. Yeah, I think it'd be a little harder to work. swallow. It would. Um, you know, it's like, like I, you're going through an art gallery. You just yeah. You need it, somebody it's to guide to you along. It's easier to have some like... snooty asshole at the front explaining everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And now we're not going to be looking at a picture of flowers on you know water. <laughs> Get ready. Now it's water on flowers. Oh boy. Note the irony. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. So much irony. And um, I, I thought it was. Well, uh, I I lost the thread. I I do appreciate that this had a framing device. I think this is probably better. Like 
this could have been worse, you know? Mm -hmm. The the idea that they're turning the pages really sells the idea. Like, they commit to the artifice that this is a place where cartoons and comics collide. And And they don't really use the comic part a lot, except when they're talking about Henry and June, you know? The the Henry and June segments, like you said, are these sort of four-panel, self-contained comic strips. Um, And that format is nice. It breaks up the action, but I don't think Henry and June do it particularly well, at least for me at this age, because I know where the joke's coming a mile away. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're relatable enough. They look like decent original characters. Um, and I don't think I would have liked them to be the best part of the show. I kind of like them as like the glue that holds it together that you're just trying to like get through to get to the good parts. (laughs) I like how they like... I like their inadequacy they're, they're, <laughs> as an actual cartoon. They're segues. They they struggle each night to find something unique to say about these things we've seen before. Yeah, like, and they're introducing them every time as though it's something we've never seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, you know them, you love them, Action League now. Like, I know. I came here to watch Action League now. It's, o- it's okay, man. Just throw, to, <laughs> just throw to the commercial. It's good. Yeah. Um... But yeah, like, uh, so so it seems like you were kind of not a fan of the framing device. I I'm glad it was there. I just didn't like them. I didn't think that they were particularly funny. But I didn't you know, like that gorilla. They they served their function as segue machines, as best as they could, I guess. Yeah, they do. I thought that uh, Henry had the same voice actor as Robin for a while. <laughs> it is actually <laughs> no, not, no. but uh, it it um, sounded pretty similar to me. It's it's the sort of forced, not witty banter that like. Like, you ever see an award... It's an award show. Yeah, but have you ever seen... Or a bad roast. ...an award show or a bad roast where the person delivering the lines was given jokes written by a shittier writer? Oh, yeah, and then they have to smile through the whole thing. They have to smile, and they have to say it like that. (laughs) Right you are, Zane. (laughs) They, like... They don't want to be there. This no. is the show that (laughs) This is the show that they took when they couldn't get their own show. And then they did get their own show, and it failed. No, I like that. So, in um, this is really this is a big throw, but uh, in um, are you are you familiar with the concept of a um, uh, oh shoot, what were those things in like the Jim Crow era where like you'd have black performers minstrel shows and and they would be like delivering their comedy to uh to like a white clientele. And you could kind of say that they were betraying their own race because they were, like, putting on this farce show for them. But, in fact, it was just the only job they could get. I'm withholding an answer until you become more clear where this is going. Oh, <laughs> so as not to incriminate myself. It seems like there was... It seems like there's, like, this social cast, like, the humans versus the cartoon people. And these guys were, like, they jumped at the chance to exploit their own kind. Uh, oh. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's like that. I feel like it's more they hate the audience i like that i like the idea that they've been blackmailed like dudes you host this or you're in you're in the panel at the end there this you, is the only work they the could show. find what, what? This is the only work they could find no yeah it's, it's very hard times for henry and june very hard oh <laughs> but yeah so they are they're clearly smiling through their teeth hang on um, i want a minstrel show is that what it's called i said that did you yeah Oh, hang on a minute. Are you sure? Uh, no, you asked me, and I said that. <laughs> Never mind. I, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna look this up. Why? Because I, I want to know what it's called so that I don't like offend people. I think that's too late for that. 
Um, yeah, no, it's it's a minstrel show. Yeah, they're like the cartoon version of a minstrel show, it looked like to me. I'm not sold on that comparison, but... Nah, it's good. It's <laughs> good, Zane. Let's move on. Um, yeah. Um, so, let's see. Uh, which, which show do you want to talk about first? I think we're done with Henry and June. <laughs> let's, um, let's kind of go from most generic to most unique. I don't like that. Okay. Uh, why don't you pick? <laughs> why don't you just tell me what you want to talk about? Well, all right. I guess I'll just be over in the corner fucking myself. <laughs> just, uh, just go into town. Why don't we? Why don't we talk about Action League now? Action League now, starring the Flesh. He's super strong and super naked. Thunder Girl. She flies like thunder. Stinky Diver, a former Navy commando with an attitude as bad as his odor. And Meltman, with the power to melt. Today's episode, Roboflesh. Action League when? Nothing. With an exclamation point. Let's talk about Action League now. An explosion bubble. So uh, I think this is pretty obviously the flagship of the show because it gets a before commercial and after commercial segment. Right. It it needs a brief intermission because the plot is so robust. (laughs) Dude, comparatively, yes, it is. It super is. So Action League now is done in what's called Chuckimation, um, where it's stop motion, but also combined with throwing things and just do, having do off-screen control like pro- of the characters. A proprietary term that he had to, like, trademark? <laughs> like, there's people off stage, like, moving the character's foot to, like, turn them, and, like, their foot is partially obscured by something in the foreground, and that's how this works. So, to, to, to state it outright, um, a bunch of anime... Like, this is not animation. This is a bunch of action figures yeah. being moved around by someone you cannot see as though they were green screened out <laughs> and then voiced over. And yeah. that's the show. It and is like... It is like... Uh, the, it is the like central... that one uh, that one kid in Toy Story playing with his toys. Well, have you, have you ever seen live action Toy Story? No. Somebody recreated the entire Toy Story and just took in audio from the movie and did it like this. Oh my god, but that sounds inc- amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> that that sounds really good. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I I like that idea a lot. Yeah. Uh like the like the scene where Woody's head turns all around, like you can oh see my the god. Like, you but can see like the, the stop motion time, of it. Yeah. Um but so a lot of other things are just like nice. being thrown and there's like a hand. They don't even bother to like hide the hand in that. They just like do 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 do. Do you think you'd call this like a a, a comedically uh a, like a comedically toned toy story? I, I think the I think central it may, idea might be a little bit too different. I think the central idea behind Action League now is: what if we just destroyed a bunch of toys for five minutes? Mm. Because they do like breaking, like no, that's so that's one of those parts where I'm like, this is working with its animations within the constraints of the show, as opposed to against them. Uh huh. Is that they're uh, exploiting um, slapstick? Yeah, it's really slapstick with. Like, action figures. Like, that's such a bizarre idea, but it works. Um, it works super good, yeah. Because they're always getting, like, decapitated and just kind of being well, when you think mildly about, upset. <laughs> when you think about the implicit violence in any superhero show, and, like, it's weird that we can actually understand it better when a toy is just being ripped to shreds than when, like, people are, I don't know, sword fighting in a cartoon? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't I wouldn't say it, we understand it better, but it's it's easier to, like 
process. I, I like this show in the sense that I like videos on YouTube where they're just throwing shit in a blender. Like, it's the same idea. <laughs> we, we want to see mindless destruction in a way we haven't seen before. Yeah. I but, mean, I, but yeah, I agree. It's kind of like slapstick or vaudeville. It, it is. It is. It is. It strikes me as pretty vaudevillian. Um, there's a there's a couple like kind of gimmicks to this show. Like I don't think that any of these shows are really like profoundly good. Mm-hmm. Like they're as good as their gimmick happens to be within the format. And yeah. here the gimmick is we're just playing with action figures, and you know we're <laughs> yeah. taking the we're taking the idea that this is like a that like this is a murder mystery kind of show, like a cop show. Or, the, or something like that. The action figures. Did you look up what those action figures were? No. Wasn't it like one of them like Stretch Armstrong or oh, something? All right. So, so first off, they're the, they're the four characters, uh, and they're kind of based off the Fantastic Four. Like, they have these elemental themes. Um, sort of. <laughs> so you have Meltman, who is just a G.I. Joe Cobra figure. Melted oh, slightly. Oh, just melted a little? Yeah. Um, I love Th- his voice. Thunder Girl was a modified She-Ra with a nice. knockoff Barbie head. I knew that was a Barbie head. The flesh? <laughs> the flesh. Yes. You um, talking about the flesh? Yeah, that's just a Conan doll with the clothes taken off. <laughs> the, the flesh is great. <laughs> it's so good. I think that's got to be the best character. Um, and then Stinky Diver is a... Are you talking about the former Navy commando with an attitude as bad as his outer? Yeah, so this is a 1994 G.I. Joe shipwreck uh, action figure. <laughs> um, I lo- This is my favorite quote uh, in this entire show is from him. Man was born to dominate the earth and crush his adversaries in the wild. Period. End of sentence. <laughs> and then he gets hit by a car. My uh, my favorite quote is during the one episode where a bunch of kids wrote their New, new Year's resolutions. Oh my god, show, I saw that too. <laughs> and it just played for the entire time. And one of the uh, one of the New Year's resolutions was, uh, my resolution is to not care about Hanson as much and to care about my boyfriend more. It will be hard because I, all I think about is Hanson. End quote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I considered just like writing down a bunch of those, but at that point it would no longer be the Carton cast watching a cartoon. It's the Carton cast making fun of making people fun who of are technically older than us by now. 11-year-old kids who are trying to be better. <laughs> like, <laughs> Have we stooped so low? Like making fun of people who are older than us when they were younger than us. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird, what an oblique kind of humor. <laughs> Man, these people who are more mature than us sure weren't mature in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sure were dumb before you knew things. <laughs> and then you wrote into a cartoon about it. In a way that I probably would have done if I wasn't so goddamn lazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other but, things about actually now is that I think the voice of the vaguely bored introductor, uh, intro- introducer to the show, yeah. the Dateline guy. <laughs> Dateline. The park. <laughs> that's it he's like sort of ben stein or moltar like he doesn't he's his heart's not in it <laughs> I, I i actually thought the opposite i thought like he's delivering these with all the drama he can muster it's, it's the same amount saying it's the same, <laughs> the same amount of drama he can muster is none of it the minimum and maximum overlap <laughs> yeah no it's, it's a it's a saddle point um, um i think i really like the uh I really like the anime. Like, like I said, it like the gimmick really carries this show through. The actual jokes aren't very good, you know. I, I, but, I'm serious, Ben. All you want to do is see these guys get hit with a baseball bat. Like, it's not a joke. I, 
I actually disagree. I thought that the slapstick was not the funniest part. You like the plot lines or the making fun of uh, stupid I thought flesh? The mo- the, I thought that the motions that they did that were not slapstick were very funny. Oh, yeah, like it's how it's in- indistinguishable from like just kids playing around with their action figures? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like whenever one of them talks, he's like being shaken up and down in a way that like just like six-year-old Billy would try to make like Woody, uh, you know, make him reach for the sky. would just like kind of shake him up and down. It's like... Take that, partner. It, it does have all the elements of just, like, a kid throwing all their action figures together and trying to make a cohesive plot line. Like, you've got um, you've got the chief and his little dog. Oh, I love the like chief. Like, being stereotypical black uh, captain of the police force oh, that guy. Chief, that chief is straight out of Jumanji. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I bring that guy up so often, but it's the same character. Uh, and their enemy is just the mayor. The mayor. That's right. <laughs> A little bit anti-authoritarian, which is interesting. A little bit. Um, and then you have the, to the, remember that they made several like copies of each of these because they keep destroying them. <laughs> That's a good point. I never thought about that. Like they they had to have made like five of each and lined them up and like, okay, are these exactly alike? Someone's gonna call us on this. I, I really like the necessarily like awkward history that the show's creation must have in order to make this happen. Like you know how I was talking about how. F- how funny it would be that some guy's job was to dress Cousin Skeeter in a costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this this, this is like somebody at the studio. His job was to hit the flesh with a car. Yeah. <laughs> like, on multiple occasions. Just drive right over him. Drive over a doll. I did that at work today. It was harder than you would think. I had to figure out how to melt an action life. figure without my hands getting in the shot at all. Yeah. <laughs> you got to grab him by the foot. How are we destroying the main character this time? I don't know, bowling ball? Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's supposed to have been fun as hell to film, though. Oh, I, I, I would imagine. That's why I like the idea of just a bunch of kids doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. sending well, it I in mean, and having an adult edit it. Yeah, like very Team America. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I hope that you in, like that you cut in the theme songs from all of these. Oh, I absolutely will. The show is like not quite complete, but it's certainly a step above the other shows, which I guess is why it um I guess is why it had its own spinoff. Yeah. And I I didn't look into that at all. I can't imagine it being very good though. I can't imagine it being any different. No, that's what I mean. Like take the same show but do it for 11 minutes. Uh. Mm-hmm. uh yeah. Cuz it's all just building up to him getting hit getting flattened with an iron, you know? <laughs> and if that doesn't happen in the first 5 minutes, Change the channel. And if it happens too many times in the first five minutes, probably changing the channel. <laughs> no, Ben, you got to keep your Heiner in the recliner. I, I did forget about that. Um, Do you want to jump into a different show? Sure. All right, your choice now. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I I would like to talk about Life with Loopy um, very briefly. Yeah, why don't you do that? Like, as I... briefly as possible. This, so, this show would make every character in Jimmy Neutron be like, oh, man, I better get into professional modeling. <laughs> I look great. I, 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 I really want to talk about the theme music first because I know you just cut it in. It's uh, the God, dumbest it's... sounding jingle I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's consistent, but I don't appreciate it this time like I usually do. Um, it's so shitty. So these are... <laughs> 
so bad. This is also sort of stop motion. These are like stop motion puppets, but with cardboard heads, so it's super unnerving. Cardboard everything, Zane. I, I thought the, the bodies were... Fucking triangle body. <laughs> That's true. It's terrible. Um, and this show is basically, you know, slice of life, kids, uh, you know, wacky kids, wacky younger sister bothering older brother, parents It's really are, not. You know, parents really have not, Doug though. syndrome. It's just like, it's one character ends up in a crazy situation and another character describes it. Just comments. <laughs> That's it. Oh boy, you'll never guess what happened the other day with Loopy. Something really nuts went down. And then we just follow Loopy around and she makes a bad decision. She doesn't make bad decisions. She just like encounters Narnia. Or like wishes on a lamp. Just encourages Narnia to overgrow in her own world. Yeah, that's right. Encourages Narnia to overgrow in her own world. That's right. She's got, um, yeah, she kind of has that um, like Johnny sending people the cornfield thing going on. <laughs> yeah, Except she's, she's like in imposing the her too. malicious will on the world around her. <laughs> yeah, and just... her brother's the only one who hasn't been transported. Yeah, her parents are just like, uh, oh, all right, dear, but you know, be careful. Well, she was she's very self aware. She knew she also had to have a framing device to continue to exist, and that's her brother. <laughs> um, uh, do you even have anything else to say? I about really this don't. Show? It's super not good. Like yeah. I get, I get that it's like this is one of the weaker ones that kind of gives you the body of this show. Like, yeah, it is a nominally okay idea executed in a nominally okay way, and there's really just nothing to it. It's like if Action League now was first of all less interesting, and then second of all had no gimmicks. Mm-hmm. It just falls apart. There's yeah. nothing to it. I think it gains a little bit of credit because it takes these sort of um, standard cartoon plot lines. Oh, you know, her her fish died. She has to come to terms with that fact. Or, you know, um, other plot lines. <laughs> uh, she she uh, her, her brother got his baseball lost in the couch, and now she, like, discovers an entire interlocking underneath the couch world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll start off as this, you know— kids need to learn how to deal with life show and then it becomes it's, it's mundane this, made fantastic right yeah, it, like, it becomes this otherworldly extravaganza that's somehow uninteresting it, it it's kind of like if dexter's lab was fantasy instead of science mm, yeah but not fun to watch agreed and i yeah. think we can talk about it and we can reference it again but i don't feel the need to go into greater depth on it no me neither uh, although i do kind of i kind of like the way the older brother looks oh god why I don't know, like, because he 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 looks like he's he he looks so normal. <laughs> he 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 looks like he's just like having a tough time in middle school, getting getting control of his hormones. My name is Generic American. <laughs> I know that's what I like about him. <laughs> I, I I super don't Ben, and his eyebrows are just like they're the only part of him that emotes. Yeah, no, and they're just going off the chain. It's a family trait. I mean, comparative to Loopy, he seems like a dreamboat. Oh, boy. In any case, uh, let's keep going. Yeah. What do you got next? Uh, Next, I think it would be good to talk about the offbeats. They never stay, never stay small. And the populace don't like them at all. But that's okay. Life is sweet. They cool. (laughs) They the offbeats. Yeah, we... This was made by our good friend uh, Mo Willems of Sheep in the Big City. Yeah, Sheep in the Bitty. 
<laughs> Talking Mo, about Schmitty. Mo, Mo Willems, more problems. Mo Willems, more problems. When did I? I'm I'm super glad that I made that joke, but it's been so long. I don't remember the context of <laughs> it's it. Been over fifty episodes. It's been over fifty of it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What so is wrong is, with us? <laughs> this is a show about how people who are well liked are uniform and uniformly That's right. awful. That's right. Yeah. Um, Which is weird because there's an equal amount in this show of well-liked and unwell-liked people. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of like true to form, though. Like, it, there's not, it's not as though there's like only five unpopular kids in a school full of 500 people. Um, okay, so l- let's set it up a little bit better. Um, yeah. This show is like about like grade school kids and there's a... Uh, there's like this set of popular kids and there's this set of weirdos. Yeah. Um, sort of, it sort of reminded me of the oblongs. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause you have like, there's a bunch of people in the, in the, in the hills, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the rich suburbs. And then you have, uh, and they're all the same. You, and they're all, they're all more or less the same. And then you have the, uh, the oblongs who live in the valley. See, and uh, it, you know they're all mutated, but at least they have personality, and they're the only people with actual morals. It's it's hard for me to compare the oblongs to something this wholesome. I thought it was more like mm. a like a if it, it felt more like a Charlie Brown sort of thing. Uh, that doesn't really have the class inequality issue, there, does <laughs> yeah. it? Um, you might be right, but so um, yeah, this is this is the, the reason I say it's about that is because the oblongs. Uh, focus so much on the weirdos of the school um and and they're not given as much credit in the right. oblongs as they are here like here this show was written by like the uh by by dean from the iron giant you know just like the most the most like past his prime beatnik who's butthurt that it's not the 60s anymore oh man D- did you like pay attention to the background of this show like it's it's normal animation or you know sheep in the it's big sheep city, in the big city again, dude. But like the backgrounds is it's like what a child what a child would draw if you said draw outside. Like it's just a bunch of colors and shapes, but the paper's yeah. been like stamped several times with something. Like there's a it's bunch done of circles. free and free jazz is playing throughout the entire. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it's they're like in this void. It's just this repeated interaction of cool kids and uncool kids in in. And, the, and they're like, you should hate the cool kids. You should be nice to the uncool kids. Here yeah. are no reasons. <laughs> yeah, each of, each of the uncool kids has this sort of thing about them that makes them weird or unlikable. And naturally, that gives them more personality than uh, than nothing. Like that's why I say it's like the uh, the oblongs again is because you have all the the what are they called? Betty's, yeah, the Debbies, Debbies. That's right. You got you got a field of Debbies. Yeah, and you got a bunch of weirdos, and the weirdos, you know, they're not really that likable, but you can tell them apart, and that you know individualizes them to some degree. To some degree, none of them have like huge personalities, probably because they just don't have a ton of exposure time. Um, Uh, yeah, I guess so. They they each have. I like like that one kid who like screams. I didn't. I like the Dilbert looking kid. Dude, he's just Dilbert. That's Dilbert. (laughs) He's just fucking Dilbert. With a talking He's Dilbert dog. before he became disillusioned with the populace in general. <laughs> like September died and he had to get Dogbert and just like he, he withdrew from all of his friends and family. Uh, wow. His eyesight started to go. That's not bad. <laughs> with his new medication. <laughs> um, the reason I don't like Screaming Kid or whatever his name is, is I, I like that he screams, 
But after he screams, there's just several seconds of Zorak blinks. Oh yeah. I don't know. That's it just true. takes up time. I don't. I, I don't like it as a bit. I like. I like that when he screams, the words come out of his mouth, and they like rattle whomever they're getting shouted at. Oh yeah. Like they appear on the page, like it would be a comic book thing. So it's coming back into that artifice. Oh yeah. Um, I, guess, I guess so. I also like his. I also like his hat. I like his his jacket. His, his little, jacket and hat are a pretty winning combination. His little plaid thing, and the way that they animate plaid always, which is just. Like, it doesn't move with the guy? No. Have you ever noticed this with other plaid animation stuff? Nah. Yeah, it, it's the same thing in comic books. It's it's just plaid. It's just like they just put it down on a piece of paper. They didn't try and, like, mold it to anybody. It just moves with the character. Uh, It's it's hard to pick apart exactly. What you, like, a, like a scramble suit? <laughs> yeah, kind of. L- look for it next time you see any sort of plaid animation or comic book. It's It's only with plaid. Uh, I yeah, I'm having a hard time thinking of it. Um, hmm. sort of breaks the fourth wall a little. Um, yeah, no, it's it's pretty fourth wall breaking already. Uh, but you said this also, is like there's also one by, adult in the show. Yeah, you said this was done like a, by a beatnik, and this is the guy. And here he is, Mister <laughs> Mister Gru. Mister Gru, Groove, Mister Gru, Mister Groove. Is that it? Thought yeah, I was watching he, the point. He again. never he never grew out of the Vietnam War, and um, like he's. He he resides in a place called Cafe Ad Hoc. What? Yeah, like that's his that's his domicile. That's uh, where he paints and I'm philosophizes. Really, I'm really gra- glad that uh, Mo Willems had time to refine these ideas for for Sheep in the Big City. <laughs> yeah, think about how well that paid off. So clearly, like this being like the progenitor of one of the most vilified uh, cartoons in our entire pantheon. It, this this show is not going to earn that much favor from me, but I I did think it's it's not without a it's not without its own charm. It was nice. Like uh, I, I think that the, the the characters are you know not great, but the the inv- the backgrounds uh, is shifting to this in this degree, and the music being free jazz is re- like it forms this beatnik fantasy, like uh like this beatnik fantasy scape around itself like this is where he can where he can where he can rest and not be beleaguered by the prospect of having to get work oh Um, so you're thinking like this show is a representation of an artist's mind where like you know how you have arguments with people in your head um like the populars are clearly this straw man of cool people who put you down and you're like no no they're gonna put me down harder and then i'm gonna like Strike back, and I'm going to win for once. Oh, my God. It. I didn't think of it like that, but now I can't not think of it like that. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, and, and you. The, the episodes always ends with the populars getting their comeuppance for whatever they did bad. Yeah. After they destroy one of their own. <laughs> they Sacrifice they, them to the, throw to the that, horde. They throw that one guy out because he had his own ideas. I thought they just, like... <laughs> the hive mind is weak. <laughs> like, I think he was just, like, really aerodynamic, kind of in a jazz way. <laughs> like he does jazz hands as he's being thrown is that what you mean no i mean fresh prince bel-air oh okay that he's jazz just, i should yeah, he's just really good at being thrown yeah there's some people where you're like this this is this is somebody who gets who gets uh who's who's pro- has like a 30 percent chance of doubling back on me if i get him at just the right angle mm-hmm. yeah like a boomerang you see this um this show i think i think kablam in general is trying to make kids more okay with being weird 
I mean, Nickelodeon does that. That's true. Um, but I think this is more so than the other shows within Kablam. This one says, don't be like everyone else more explicitly. No, yeah, this is this is really, really, like, straight lace. This, this is really ham-fisted. Like, the message is right there in the theme song. <laughs> Day cool, did it offbeat. <laughs> Laugh is sweet. <laughs> oh, I do like his. Where voice. is your head? I want to know. I want to see a Have documentary you ever about had this man. A job? <laughs> I want to see a documentary about this man where, like, his loved ones are like, "Yeah, he made Chief in the Big City," and I was like, mm, "What? <laughs> what am I looking at?" <laughs> he never doubted for a minute, and maybe uh, he should have. I wanted to ask him why he did it like that, but he just started scatting to himself. <laughs> Uh, Mo, Mo Willems is my spirit animal. Whenever like, <laughs> like whenever you have I, I to feel do like something, you could have that, been Mo Willems in a different world. He he's the guy who you call upon when you need to do something that everyone else thinks is a bad idea. Which you which sometimes happens to you. Yeah, and you're aware that it's a bad idea, but you're like, we got to do this. This is gonna happen next. Uh, like I can't control it, guys. It's already happened, you guys. In the future. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, Koblamoids, keep your Heiner in the recliner. Still to come, Life with Loopy, Prometheus and Bob, and more Action League now, right here on Koblam! Hello, everybody. We are your hosts, Ben and Zane, and we're here to introduce to you our cartoon museum. That's right, Ben. If you look up here on this wall, you'll see some of the greatest artwork in all of cartoondom. And then we also have the other cartoons slightly below that, um, locked behind uh, caged doors. Please keep your hands and legs inside the Cartramcast at all times, (laughs) because these guys have a tendency to fly off the handle a little bit when they haven't had their medication. First up in our in our vault, the, we the, have... The first wild cartoon that's going to be biting us today. In our first padded room, we have uh, a little cartoon known as The Two Johns, which follow the misadventures of John Arbuckle and Farmer John as they miss their lost animals. I just don't know where he went. I think he went to the city, but I don't know. I wish Odie was still alive. I have so much frozen lasagna, I can't even get to the door. That's great. Okay. Um, hey, I only got two lines. No, that's that's more than you deserve. Let's continue on, shall we, Zane? Yeah, yeah that, that's a bit of a blind spot. Let's just keep it where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, our next one is called Swagger. Let's, uh, let's, let's w- just start into it already in progress. All right, and it looks like we're ooh, we're in the middle of a crime scene, and it appears that a violent murder has taken place. Now, you can see the chalk outline on the ground as the camera pans across the room. Oh, yep, okay, there is Jimmy Kudo showing us his genitals. Great. One truth prevails. Aw, yeah. We, we've, we've told you several times, Jimmy, to stop calling it the one truth. It's, it's really disgusting. Case closed. Uh, folks, I'm sorry about that. P- please, please turn those cameras off. We don't need any, any of this leaking to the press. Um, let's just continue on our, on our tram ride here. All right. Well, um, we're, we're nearing the end of our, of our first tour. Uh, there will be complimentary drinks at the end. Um, but first, we'd like to show you our very new project, uh, a little show by the name of Kablart. Hey, Kablart alert ding dongs keep your legs underneath your eggs. It's Kablart! 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I think that's passable. <laughs> Kablam! Speaking of things that have already happened, uh. um, let's look into the past. Mm. How long? 900,000 years ago. Oh, nice. Let's do it. What you are about to see is top secret. It is a videotape recorded 900,000 years ago by an alien using a remote-controlled camera. It shows his attempts to educate a caveman. They have been codenamed the Prometheus and Bob tapes. So Prometheus and Bob, um, the, the conceit here is they're like recovered tapes that an alien took of him trying to teach a caveman essential skills, which for some reason include boxing. And some other things like well, that <laughs> makes that, that makes perfect sense to me. But um, and it's weird because when you think about like, yeah, this is like an X Files thing, right? When, when you think of our human ancestors, the whole like point and something that you learn when you study these things is like we've always been like for, for, since Homo sapiens came around, we've been about this level of smart. We've just you know built up culture since then. Right, yeah. So the entire conceit of the show falls apart immediately. I, I really think that it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome. It just like, doesn't make sense. Like, we wouldn't have gotten to where we are unless, like, a benevolent overlord from on high came down and taught us how to do yeah, shit. This is this is But despite his space superiority, Odyssey. he just can't bridge that culture gap. Ben, this is 2001 A Space Odyssey, like, but with cutting out the stuff in between. The alien just comes down, tries to teach him. And we learn that just because you know something doesn't mean you can teach. How can you reach these kids? Yeah, relatability is very paramount here. Um, yeah. It's. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Smart People? Uh, I don't believe so. It, it is almost as pretentious as the offbeats, um, but it's self-aware about it. It's where, uh, I don't remember who the kid is, but the, the adult is like this really hard to relate to um, academic whom is undoubtedly smart, but he's so uh, he's so full of himself, so arrogant, and talks so methodically in such a way as to you know if you ever like read YouTube comments that kind of way, we're deliberately trying <laughs> to sound smarter than he actually is. Oh yeah, to yeah. such a degree that even if people understand him, no one wants to talk to him. Right, and like so, the fact that he's smart is necessarily causing this huge. Um, this huge chasm between the people that he needs to relate to on account of being human again just like jimmy neutron <laughs> no one understand him and that's why he sent them to the cornfield the robo cornfield yeah um and that that's sort of what bob is like taking on this role of person who's clearly smart he's got this mission he wants to help the he, he's got sort of a purple man's burden about him I, w I would like to point out that did you think that bob was the alien yeah man <laughs> <laughs> like i wanted to make that joke but they literally put their name tags up in the intro you, you gotta read the name tags left to right instead of up and down that doesn't work yeah. they're right they're name tags <laughs> all right so i forgot <laughs> but um, i think it would work either way because first of all in men in black there is a precedence oh, yeah. it, for aliens being been, named bob and bob yeah and uh prometheus is you know the first guy who discovered fire there's a caveman connotation there the bringer of fire. Yeah, he brought it by discovering it. I mean, when, in the same way that Benjamin Franklin was the bringer of lightning. No, but the whole point of and Prometheus in the same way is that he was uh, Jack a god. Spicer was the dragon of metal. He was a god, and then he brought fire to the cavemen, to the to man, and they were like, "You've stolen our fire." And I'm like, guys, when you when you light something else on fire with the fire, the first one doesn't go out. 
No, but he's proliferating it. He's proliferating. He's sharing secrets with the enemy. <laughs> this really, this is an allegory for the Cold War. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, step on back. Let's step on back. Uh, we have... So this is done in claymation, and it is some of the most finely detailed and flowing claymation I've ever there seen. There are more frames in this than in Action League now. That's not possible. <laughs> Action League now is done in real time, Ben. Shut up. No, this is... Like, look at Bob's musculature. It's great. It's uncanny. The eyebrows. The, he's got great eyebrow physics. This is this is Michelangelo's Bob. There's a... The, these guys look amazing for the task that they are given, you know? This is yes. all... This is all... It, it's more slapstick than Action League now, I would say. Uh-huh. But they set it up very intentionally. I mean, this is the classic Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello type of thing, right? Yeah, you you never for a second doubt what's going to happen. <laughs> but it's it's executed flawlessly. Because, like, what happens is... And, and I guess we should actually explain. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, do, do you want to, or... Uh, you can do it if you want. Yeah, so the general flow of... Bob comes down into this... the spaceship. <laughs> Prometheus so Promete- is currently bringing fire. <laughs> Incorrect. Go on. <laughs> um, so it will introduce a concept uh, like furniture or kite flying or something like that. <laughs> something something from the future that an alien would want to teach humanity to bring it up to its level, you know, bring it to Space Congress. Honestly, really uh, white man's burden. Justify to the intergalactic community why we shouldn't bomb Earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or pave it over. You know, classic stuff. They're just like us. <laughs> They're just like us, man. That's <laughs> what they want you to think. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Gro- Groove would be would be really into this show. Oh, I was channeling uh, Robert Downey Jr. there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> from, um, uh, from a scanner darkly. But Prometheus tries to show Bob something, and he messes it up because he's stupid. Uh, then... He tries to show him again and accounts for the mistake. He's like, okay, he's going to make this mistake. I'll get ahead of it this way. But then a monkey gets involved and messes it up again. Finally, they love Prometheus, in this show. Prometheus barely starts doing anything when both Bob and the monkey do something stupid at once and the whole thing goes to hell and we get to hear Bob's ridiculous screaming sound. <laughs> oh, it's good. <laughs> like, what is His that? Voice it's so amazing. Is great. The, the sound effects in this show are awesome. Like Prometheus's voice, it's it's just normal speech through a voice module. I know. Like, I was uh, gonna say like you Kenny can hear the words Park. if you're listening hard enough. Yeah, it's great. And it's like this is where we learned English from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you came to the same conclusion. Like that's what he learned. What Bob learned is English and the desire to teach. Oh my god! Do Do you remember? Uh, in, and this is, and comedy. So this is this is a reference that is purely just to you, but uh. In nuclear age, when uh, yeah. when that spaceship comes back, uh, or or when that spaceship like piloted by Nihel is is coming to uh, to to like challenge Nuclear Man and take uh, conquest over the Earth, and they uh-huh, find yeah. out that its diameter is exactly one mile. <laughs> right, just right. Like, no, what? <laughs> How? How is that? Oh shit! That's <laughs> what the time warp was about. This shit just got real. <laughs> yeah it's so good uh what an awesome like catharsis for that throwaway detailer it just oh, uh, yeah. i forgot about how well put together that finale was <laughs> uh, you're all you're 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 having selective amnesia about the finale you there was also that group of m- maladjusted villains i i wasn't upset with that really i was pretty upset yeah. 
What you mean? You mean the populars? Yeah, they were Atomic the Lad ones. didn't like them at all. That's okay. <laughs> Life is sweet. They're socially maladjusted villains. Uh, um, um, back to more generic appeal. So Prometheus and Bob. Yeah. What What was your favorite bit about this? Uh, I think my favorite thing about this was the clicker. Oh yeah, because like I said, this 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 short is sort of composed of it's, five minute, or it's like it's like one minute long. It's composed of five different shorts that are all built around the same theme, the same concept that they bring up at the start, like furniture. Right, and it works because in the vaudevillian sense, you want that payoff, you want that punchline, and what the clicker does is let you Next scene. assume. Oh, the the setup is happening behind the scenes. They bring us in just in time for the punchline with just enough information to know like why it's being set up this way yeah and and, you know very clearly adhering to like a comic strip format like that joke is done now the new joke but nicely every joke builds on the one before it the way you were talking about um you know he corrects for this mistake but now there's a second mistake or the monkey gets involved and then by the end it has all fallen down like a house of cards Uh uh-huh like the ability to uh subdivide that that uh that's that comic strip into these little segments which are each kind of funny but all build on the other ones and and reach this incredibly satisfying conclusion like this wouldn't have worked as a straight through you know if if they compiled every bit in the same concept and just ran it through all at once i do yeah, not think it would a, have worked you need just you need setup time you need a refractory period you need uh you, you need you need a gutter yeah you need that little space in between panels or in between comics right, yeah the gutter right exactly. the gutter yeah i knew something about yeah. comics zane or you need like that beat panel right yeah or the offbeat panel i think i'm gonna keep <laughs> on cool. cutting in they cool life is sweet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something like that like I, I had to look up the lyrics for that because it's like they're they're nervous they're nebbish they're small because i always heard it as they, they never they never stay, stay small, small. <laughs> like like it's a tootsie roll i had <laughs> yeah they never how stay, many never does stay it take to get to the center of september not as <laughs> many as you would think the answer may surprise you what is happening <laughs> See, i'm trying to i'm trying to keep up with kablam's sort of feel like staccato <laughs> notion of joke making yeah uh i i i think prometheus and bob is actually better than action league now i agree like i i enjoyed it more but it because it's so much shorter like there's a lot less of it to enjoy like like i said i i I think that action league now is the flagship of the show i think that this is funnier yeah especially when you consider like um like per unit of time (laughs) like yes that's like it's got a greater comedic density i would say yeah i i feel like the how good each of these shows are you have to like do a ratio of how much work went into it versus how long it is, and and that's something we can kind of like talk about the the uh, the format of having all of these not quite shows stuck together. It's sort of mm-hmm. like that issue with a uh, Harvey Birdman, where even if you didn't get one of the jokes, you know it's not going to last more than like twenty seconds, and you can just yeah. you can just power through, and then hey, Prometheus Bob, oh, actually mm-hmm. now I love the flesh, the flesh. <laughs> I love the flesh. By the Long way, live the new flesh. Wow, well, you know what? Something I really disliked was Thunder Girl because she was yeah. boring. Because she, she was had boring. to be in order to be the competent female role model. Right. I really wish that she was just as goony as fucking Meltman. 
Like, I get what they were going for, but I'm I'm tired of seeing that trope. Yeah. Where, like... So, Dinky Diver was also very straightforward, except, you know, he was Australian, so the comedy's already there. <laughs> yeah. He's already got a built-in inferiority that we don't have to dissect. <laughs> that's not quite what I meant. Mm, that's exactly what you meant. Uh, no, I definitely agree. It's it's hard for them to do a female character that is funny, complex, and won't cause problems, you know, with yeah, the audience. With 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 uh um with like social justice issues. That's why I kind of like, like June. And like even the ones that do, we still find a way to ruin them. Like we destroyed Kim Possible. <laughs> oh yeah. No, like I think we've reached the point where we've just seen it enough times that it almost devalues like remember you were talking about this with Tenchi Muyo, actually. Like there's two ways you can devalue um a person, which is to uh which is to um Demean them or idolize them. Demean them them or put them on a pedestal to idolize them, right. And stripping away the flaws in all of your female characters is sort of like making them abstract in such a way that uh, that I'm pretty tired of seeing. That's why I like June a bit more. Like, she's pretty close to Henry. Not quite, but it's a step in the right direction. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I had missed out saying that earlier, so I figured I'd just... Her her zaniness is, um, like, it doesn't make her seem dumb. She's just different. Right, and... Uh, In a more interesting way. Yeah, I, I'll take it. Could be worse. Uh, so what other shows we got in here? Uh, we got Sniz and Fondue. Yeah, so... We've already the, pretty much talked the, about this one. It's like a worse, poorly yeah, show, voice-acted Angry Beavers. Well, this show took up a good chunk of, of Kablam, and... It stopped in season three because the produ- the production company switched projects. Mm-hmm. So they kept on adding in these like one-off. They, this is when they started adding in one-off um, shorts, kind of feeling around. And I don't feel like it ever recovered. So I guess, I, I think Sniz and Fondue is serving as the baseline that they need. This is why they show it first, because then things kind of go off the rail from there. Yeah. Um, but it's traditional animation. It's it's the odd couple, but with ferrets. Um <laughs> Ferrets who constantly show off their tidy whiteies. Yeah, this is that's pretty that's pretty strange. <laughs> Using the latest in upskirt technology. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty weird. Like, and not just them. Like, also the dad and the sister. Pretty, yeah. pretty weird. Oh, is that what they are? Is that a dad and a sister? I thought they were all just roommates. No way. That one's that that other one's got like a that guy's got a gruff voice. Like he's tall, but like. You might be right because at one point they passed judgment on. Never mind. Uh, this was this was a weird show, and yeah. not weird in a, like a fun way. Like this is just kind of a shittier Angry Beavers, mm-hmm. and it's another example of when you lose the gimmick, what is left? And the answer is not a lot. It's they they give you like classic comedic games, um, but it's it's generic. We've seen it. Yep. There's. I we mean, know, it's not we bad. We know what's happening. It's just kind of boring. Which is which is not a thing that Kablam really excels at is is okay, but you know nothing to it. Yeah, we're used to good and bad in different directions. <laughs> um, incongruously, this segment was actually really well animated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this had the cleanest standard animation that you know of every part of the show. Yeah, it's like a palate cleanser from Life with Loopy. Uh, and or Life with Louie. Life with Louie looked great. You got that chest gut? <laughs> what if wait, what if Louie Anderson's dad hosted the whole thing? <laughs> Can you imagine that? I could have made this cartoon better with both hands drawn behind my eyes. 
<laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does it have um, to do with Vietnam or uh, World War II? <laughs> so the last... Probably um, everything. The last recurring cartoon on Kablam was Angela Anaconda. Which I, I found a different uh, uh, last reoccurring cartoon, which I guess might have been a one-off, but go ahead with An- Angela Anaconda. I didn't actually see yeah. any of it. Yeah, it, it it only came up a couple times, but it became its own show, and actually the animation changed and got better. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like cardboard cutouts with children's head, like, like headshots pasted in, <laughs> in a sort of Tom Goes to the Mayor way, but not as gruesome. I'm thinking of uh, MCP pants from... Uh from uh aqua teen hunger force it's very similar um (laughs) and in the grand tradition of slice of life shows like doug and pepper and it's about an awkward tween who has elaborate revenge fantasies you you don't mean a tweeb i i do not okay just checking what is what is a tweeb oh it's a twin dweeb okay how do you not know this we went through kim kim possible zane oh that's right the tweebs wait what were what they had a catchphrase right Husha. Husha. Alright. It wasn't it wasn't Husha. Hooka. Hooka. <laughs> Alright. Um, continue. But the, the the dialogue of Angela Anaconda is every every time little... you say the dialogue, I keep I hearing it in, in I know Hill's you do. Voice. Um the dialogue. It has so they're children speaking, but they speak without contractions and they're using way too many words. They also like walk without said... rhythm. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I interrupted you like eight times just now. <laughs> I don't know why I had so much pent up energy that I needed to get out while you were talking. Um, yeah. Would you mind going back to the start? <laughs> so the dialogue, mm. um, when the children speak, they don't use contractions. Uh, they use too many words. One kid was like, the simple act of chewing gum contains many oft ignored dangers. And like every sentence is like that. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. Um, but most of the show is just Angela, this tween girl, saying, oh, I hate this Nanette Manoir, this French popular girl. Again, this sort of like classist, we hate the popular people. But instead of like coming to terms with themselves or, you know, learning that, you know, they, they're just showing off uh, about their own insecurities, she just has elaborate revenge fantasies where like she murders her enemy or turns her into something and has her plead for mercy and she's like no no um yeah how kind of messed what, up what the hell it's kind of weird i was trying to like picture this happening alongside like tamer shows such as the offbeats and i can't i really can't they cool they kill <laughs> they drink in that swill um but i don't have any like i didn't watch too much of her um, I know some. Why I know Anaconda? some people really like Angela Anaconda, but since you didn't watch it, and I don't have much else to say about it, we can we can move on. Uh, why did it? Do, why do you think it got its own spinoff? Um, I don't know. It kind of reminded me. Do you remember the Amanda Show? Under duress, yes. It kind of reminded me of some of the sketches there. Um. I don't know. Something about it had some some sort of staying power. People liked it. I like the animation in the uh, intro to the Human Show, but everything else I hated. I don't remember that very well. She was like, uh, she's animated pretty well, and like did like cartwheels into the audience thing, and nobody was applauding, and then she turned on the applause sign, and they all started uh, applauding. Oh yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, it was um, okay. What, was, what, what did you say was, was the last... Um... The last and greatest segment of all of Kablam! is a little show called Lava. I did not see this. Zane, this is, this is really neat. Um, what was it called? Lava? Yeah. And <laughs> I only saw one feature, so I'm going to try to explain precisely what I saw. Um, it is oh what am i looking at yeah it's it's like some real weird like surrealist dadaist fantasy wherein like animals um are operating on the conventions of the animal planet that we're used to and then they are subverted (laughs) and there's no one talking and (laughs) there's no resolution to anything the characters (laughs) are entirely just for like a five second chunk it, it, that sounds great. It's really strange. Like, like off- it's just like watching Animal Planet, but animated. <laughs> yeah, and like where our animals are on a different world. Oh, so like there will be like this frog and this uh, and this like thing that eats frogs or something, right? Like a frog right. and a bigger frog, and the bigger frog will be will be like sticking its tongue out trying to grab the smaller frog with a tongue that t- turns into a hand. By the way. Okay. And uh, it'll grab him, and then it'll close up on the bigger frog and reveal that just because of perspective, the smaller frog was actually much bigger than him, and he gets pulled onto the bigger frog and squashed. And that is the short. This is a trip. (laughs) Why is it called lava? No idea. (laughs) It could be a character. It could be the planet they're from. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't have any idea about this. It's so cool. Yeah. Like the offbeats felt pretentious and condescending, but this is just like you know how when you walk into like a museum and you look at some art and you're just like, eh, yeah, I get it. You think you're an artist, okay, okay. Something about Orwell, and then you look at some other stuff and you're like, oh, geez, this is breaking my like my thought process as I'm looking at it. That's what <laughs> that's what lava is. Wow. Yeah, I I don't know. There, there's a bunch of other one-offs, but I don't think we can get into any of them, and I didn't really see any of them. Nah, me neither. Um, I do want to make a mention of the music, specifically the theme song. Mm. So the music was mostly made by this ska band, yeah, uh, the Toasters, which is really good, actually. I like. I'm digging ska right now. <laughs> the Moon Ska Stompers, I believe. Yeah, is the, the is theme the name song. Of the band. is is really catchy, but it also sounds like it's going somewhere, but never actually gets there. You know what I mean? Like I keep feeling like it's about to end, but it just kind of keeps going. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no like, uh, there's no like Clear climax resolution. or resolution. Yeah, oh. but it, it's catchy. It starts as like, pick up the monster, <laughs> pick up a monster. <laughs> um, Assume the crash position, and then, uh, and then like near the end of it, there's like that disco ball effect where Henry and June start dancing in their disgusting Jimmy Neutron way. Yeah, which they, they isn't up cool, the dances from different but the seasons, music but... is cool during it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, just because we're talking about how the fact that the fact that this song didn't climax, uh, I wanted to bring up something that I wrote down about, uh, Sniz and Fondue, which is that oh, one God. episode featured the phrase, interesting climax, we'll show you an interesting climax. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Did we, did, I'm sorry, did we, did we resolve the fact that they're just like their underwear keeps getting shown nope. off? Nope. Okay. It's fan service. It's not for the ferret lobby. Well, like, yeah. if if there were any people while watching who while watching Angry Beavers were like, mm, but what if they had lingerie though? <laughs> there you go. I'm sure there was a subset that wanted to know. Yeah. 
Um, like why why doesn't Stump have eyeshadow? Doesn't he want to show off his feminine side? There you go. <laughs> You're welcome. Picotte Mouse. Yeah, that's that's another thing. A lot of these theme songs just it's unclear what the lyrics just, are. Just do whatever you feel like. <laughs> just do whatever, that's kind man. That's the through line with the music though. Like the offbeats has the just free jazz which like doesn't really go anywhere. It just kind of meanders with the plot, you know? Yeah. I I think the music and the animation for each of the segments worked well together and I think it was also one of the highlights of the show, but it's not enough to carry it on its own. No. I do want to listen to more ska now. It's take 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 your victories where you can find them, Zane. <laughs> I, I, maybe I will. Zane, how did you feel about this show in general? I thought <sighs> I was really going to hate it, and I don't think I hated it, but it's not really worth watching. Yeah, but it's worth it's, having seen. I I'd agree on that. I think first couple episodes, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh, this is cool. It's neat how they did this, and then it's just okay, the same thing. But I don't know what order it's going to come in now. Yeah, and there's there's certain segments where you're always happy to see it. Like I was oh, I was usually yeah. pre- into, pretty into Action League now and the offbeats, and uh, I was always into Prometheus and Bob. But the other ones, not so much. Yeah, that's that's the. I mean, that's the double-edged sword that you get with a sketch comedy show, right? Is that mm-hmm. it's fast enough that you don't care if some of the stuff is bad or it like ameliorates the effect of the bad stuff. But because you have a bunch of different sketches, some of them are going to be bad. You know, I respect Kablam as a show that was willing to take risks. And, you know, it worked. They had four seasons. That's more than a lot of shows can say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they didn't really change the format much to, like, suit the marketing decisions. Like, they, they hit it pretty pretty well the first time and didn't really need to change much, which is... Yeah. It's impressive in a... In a like... They probably didn't, like, clear the individual short show pieces before they showcased them, right? Except for maybe Action League Now. I think I saw that that one... Or no, Sniz, on, Sniz and Fondue, I think, had, um, had like, a pilot episode where a bunch mm-hmm. of much more skilled animators worked on it. <laughs> and then they left after that one. But for, for the most part, they were really, they were really rolling the dice which, with all of these. And most of them hit pretty good. Yeah. To the point where they didn't feel the need to replace like Life with Lou because well, you know, you get it one take you get long. one bad egg, you can you can still trust the others to be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations Kablam. You uh were interesting enough to talk about. Passingly entertaining. <laughs> yes. That's you know, that's a, that's a that's a gold star in my book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's only cuz you know what depth this show can sink to. Well, it's because in a show like ours where it is a retrospective on shows that one have kind of been outpaced by technology and two are of a different comedic value than we're where we can really they, appreciate anymore they lacked depth to begin with yeah they did it's not the depth that i'm talking about though yeah but, but it had enough of a spread to be interesting and and worth talking about yeah and th- that hasn't gone away it's just that right. like I'm just speaking in generalities. Like when we're when you watch a retro cartoon, you have to take into account the fact that one, it's not for you anymore because you're an adult now, and two. Oh yeah, I could see this hitting way better with younger kids. And two, the animation should be better by now. And this show nicely skirts around that second issue by kind of being a a, a palette, like a, yeah, yeah, just like here's here's a, here's a smorgasbord of things you could do. Um, oh man, if they could have like a. a short with like old justice league style animation or not just uh super friends mm-hmm. 
I want. I just. I just want it to be at an action league now. If, if, <laughs> if we're gonna do that, like I can't not imagine that. Also, the Citizen Fondue theme keeps playing in my head. I can't get it out. Oh, that's elevator music. Straight it, it's, up. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> like we got free jazz, ska, elevator music. Like and then like atmos- atmospheric beeping for uh, for Prometheus and Bob. Um. Uh, yeah. All right. So next time we are going to be watching. You know, I can't even say that we're going to be watching one cohesive whole because they cram two properties together. We're going to be watching uh, the Flintstakes versus the Jet Starks. <laughs> no, the 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 Flotsam's versus the Jetsons. The Jets. The Jetsons. Flotsam yeah. Jetsons. That's Whatever. A valid called. effort. I'm glad that you got to read down what you had written before. And the um, Freak of Starks versus the Blowed Oaks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're gonna, we're so gonna glad watch, it's going to be eternalized car- forever in the watch, audio medium. We're going to watch Boomerang Cartoon Network Family versus itself in a different time period. <laughs> That's correct. Um, I will say so far that I expect to hate the Jetsons and like the Flintstones, but beyond that, I have no conception of how this is going to go down. Oh, that's interesting. See, I was I thought that I was going to like the non-human characters and hate the human characters. Fred is barely human. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, and Barney has got to be some sort of like, like avatar of mischief. I, I don't like know if Loki. That's true. <laughs> uh, what are we watching after that? Uh, I think it's actually your turn to pick. No, I picked the. Uh... Flop, flop Mac. The movie's going a different schedule now. Fleet Mac, Big, Big Dark. What? The movie's no, going I, a different I, schedule, man. It's your Yeah, turn. but you didn't the- have a selection part in picking it. Oh, no, I got to pick something real quick? Yeah, boss. Oh, God, what do I do? I, I, oh, I, Zane, I could pick one, but you'll have to pick the next two. Why? Do you have something saved up for number 64? Uh, No. I do. What the hell do you have saved up for number 64? You just have to wait and find out, won't you? <laughs> Jesus. Um, Don't take this from me. I, I, I can uh, I can throw us uh, an, another show that I kind of want to watch again. Okay. Um, actually, all right. Uh, you can make me. It's fine. I can. All right. I, I, I expect that this, next sh- that this movie is going to be really terrible, and I'll want something good. So I think for number 61, let's watch Recess. Aw. Recess. Oh, a recess. Look at the little guy. That's actually pretty close to what I would have picked, which is Lloyd in Space. So Ew. Yeah. Glad I said <laughs> well, recess. Aren't you glad? <laughs> Orange you glad we're not green and in space? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> it offends me that Come you've only you. just now asked me if I was if I Orange was glad about that though. <laughs> like I feel like this should have come up earlier. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, guys. That was Kablam. Um Yeah, it was weird. It was weird, <laughs> and that's a good thing. Like that's good to talk about. Um check mm-hmm. it out. Check out one episode. Watch Lava if you can manage it. And uh the offbeats, if you like it at all, go watch the oblongs. It's like the offbeats, but for real people. Yeah. Yeah. And then go watch Recess. We'll be we'll be slamming back a lot of that. We're gonna be, we're gonna be taking shots of Gus Griswold, that's for sure. Are you gonna watch the uh Recess movie as well? Scandalous. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Randalous. Randalous. That was a great <laughs> one. That show fell over Ju- itself so many times and just like stuck the dismount. Yeah, no, it, 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 what I really like about Recess, and we're getting into it way too early, but what I really like about Recess <laughs> is that it has very deep lore for a, like, 
for its setting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like it's the like, kindergartners um, and King Bob alone. It's like yeah, man. How? How? Like imagine imagine if the depth of Hey Arnold, but all localized in one area. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, they never left the school. Yeah. Or like if uh, or like if Ed, Ed and Eddie had um, had actual plot. You're right. Or <laughs> characters that weren't freakish looking. It did. Plank looked great. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to making in jokes about how fat TJ is. Oh my god! Yeah, let's see if we can David. <laughs> we have to try, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. So uh, until next time, um, you know, if, go to bed, masses. No, no, no. We got we got to do the thing. Be about to say the um. Yeah, if, if you like the show, um, please uh, go ahead and give us a rating and, or review on iTunes. Um, tell your friends about the show, and if you have anything to say about Flotsam's Meet the Jet Starks, then uh, go ahead, or, or Recess, go ahead and comment in. We will read it on air. And uh, other other than that, yeah, just uh, uh, happy Madison. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Same Carton cast, same Carton channel. What exactly is our Carton channel? It's a food network, uh, the- isn't it? the the internet <laughs> ow <laughs> ow my pride did, did, did you fall off the internet ben ah say no we out i can't reach through the phone line oh no don't don't click there that's the x spot you're gonna close out the browser i'll never come back ben you gotta be cool life is sweet all right i think i think we're done good goodbye everybody <laughs> My name is Betty and Bongo. I sing this little song. Go, I sing it all day long. Go. Ah. What's the matter, Betty Ann? I think that something's wrong. Go.